Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Holmes, and you're listening to the Hustle and Holmes podcast, where I speak to a variety of individuals to help get you, the listener, insight into interesting local happenings and global issues that may be affecting us all. If you like this podcast, I hope that you would give us a like and leave some comments on our YouTube page, on Spotify, and share it with your friends to try to get the word out. And if you have an interesting story you would like to share and you are in Western Montana, please get in contact at ryan at exitrealtybv.com or follow the link in my bio. And now, here's another episode. That's a wrap. We're done. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Um, Oh, here. See if I can find the button. That button. Oh, not that one. Oh, my God. That's so funny. (laughs) There there is a clap. There we go. Ah, Kim Kim Lindman, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I know. We've been trying for a while. I know. I appreciate you rescheduling and rescheduling. Oh, you know what happens. You're a busy lady. Yes, I am. You're out there doing things, making things happen. Moving and shaking, yes. Shaking and moving. And, you know, now that you're you're the managing broker down at Steve I. A lot of phone calls. I believe it. A lot of coaching. I can imagine. It's exciting. Yeah, there's a... We got, what, three new agents down there now? Yeah. Um, well, there's Bethany, there's Kelly, there's Kim McClay. Courtney's relatively new. Um, and then we have another one coming. So, awesome. Yeah. Lots yeah, of action. They're all doing really awesome. Lots of, uh, lots of hens to manage, huh? Yes, yes. Definitely. Yeah. So how's it been? The first, the first, I don't know, was it been a month now about? Since well, I think that the transition kind of um, uh, has been kind of slow the first month. And then more recently, as the girls get busier, uh, it's just been more questions, more issues, more guidance. Yeah. Uh, more nurturing <laughs> in some cases. Um, but it's been awesome. Right on. Yeah. No, that's it's a pretty cool thing. I was excited when I heard Max say that you and Kathy are kind of taking taking the reins here yeah, in the business. Yeah. It's it's exciting. So I just um I just our team, we you know, the fact that we work so well together, we support each other, we laugh together, we work together, we cry. I mean, I have had some tears recently from an agent. So uh and I've been there done that. Like yeah. You know, and that's the hard part is is um, is explaining to them. You know, when it feels so uh, catastrophic at the moment that this too shall pass. Oh, man, There's it, a reason yeah. for everything. Uh, it's just that our hearts in it. You know. When, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and when your heart's in it, then uh, it does make uh, it makes it hard to digest when something doesn't go as you wanted. Um, but like I said, we I love the the feeling, the support, the just that we're really, really there for each other, uh, whether it be personal, um, work-related, with a client. Um, I just feel like we really do laugh together, cry together, work together. Absolutely. And uh, we just have a, such a positive 
positive, super positive environment. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that because women should, well, everybody should, but encourage each other, build each other, be there for each other. We as humans, obviously. Um, But I think of it as sometimes women could... I don't know. I never had a sister, but I think of sisters, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, attacking each other, fighting and, you know, drama and, you know, or you think of high school. But um, I just yeah, more I, the case for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I have zero tolerance. I don't. That's not how I roll. Yeah. Um, I am, you know, one of those. If you don't have anything nice to say, close your mouth. <laughs> so I just want everybody to to be there for each other. Um, and, and I think that all, I think everyone really thrives with that. Um, yeah, that's, you know, that's gotta be the, the number one theme that I hear whenever I speak to anybody about, about exit as a brokerage and about, you know, what is it about this place that you really enjoy? And it's, that is the most consistent Mm -hmm. answer to that question is, it's an enjoyable place to be. I love the people that are here. We all work so well together. And it's this environment of, of help and nurturing. And just we're all here to help each other do the best job that we can do. 100%. And that, that everybody I talk mm-hmm. to, not only like on, on camera, but also in private. It's just honestly the most consistent thing I've heard. And that's, I mean, speaking as a, as a newer agent in the industry, also, that is the one of the best aspects of being at Exit mm-hmm. myself is just the amount of help that I have been able to receive anytime. And not just from Max, who is my my sponsor, but also from you and from Craig and from all of the other, you know, well experienced individuals here. It's just been right. any anytime I have a question, I don't have any hesitation to reach out to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if I can't get a hold of Max, I'll call Craig. If I can't get a hold, you know, just <laughs> down the line. Like, give him a chance to call you back. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the one thing. <laughs> and, you know, then you've got three different people on the phone. Um, but I think that what was really cool is recently I went to Canada for the uh, broker training. Yeah. And it was phenomenal to be, to have that spirit to see that spirit come from the corporate level, yeah, from the the founder of the company and the CFO and the CEOs and the COOs, all together in this family nurturing, caring, supportive, positive environment. So it really does feed from the top down. Hundred percent. And it's just so cool that I can just be that person that keeps feeding that. Uh, feeding it down and we learned so much Uh, everyone was there for you know they reach out they say uh, you know call me anytime reach out anytime uh, if you have questions and I just think that it was amazing to see that and I'm really looking forward to going to convention next month awesome and seeing what 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 convention holds because I I feel like that's going to be Great, and Courtney Ferguson is actually going to go with oh, me, right and I'm super excited for her because she has just come over here um, to exit recently. I don't remember how many months, but just on fire, just so excited, uh, just thriving, um, already recruiting, 
awesome. a lot of deals and and now she's going to go and she wasn't going to go because of family and life and I said you have got to take time for you. Um, that is why you need to go is yeah. because you are so um, busy with work and little kids and the house and the dogs and the everything that it it's going to wait and it'll be there when you get back. But this will fuel you and feed your soul, you know, and she's excited. I'm excited, too. Right on. Yeah, it'll be fun. Have you have you been to convention before? I have not oh, in six years. Exciting. I, yeah, I have not been to an exit convention. Nice. Um, it's kind of it's hard for me to uh, to take time. My elderly mother lives with me, mm-hmm. and um, we have a mother in law quarters that she stays in, and we have a care part time caretaker t- or caregiver. Uh, but it is hard for me to to leave uh, for an extended stay. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but now I've just uh, listened to my own advice and do what I need to do for me. Good. So well, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. And at Disneyland, nonetheless. I know. I kind of wonder <laughs> if we're actually gonna like I don't do th- the Disneyland thing. I don't. Or have I don't time. think so. From my my interpretation of it, it's it's just at the Disneyland Resort. But you know, right? If you, you th- want to take the extra time. I know. I think some people might be bringing their family. And then going up ahead of time and yeah. staying later and just, or like Jen is uh, also going, Jen Kistler, and she's bringing her family or I think, and uh, another friend's son. And so her husband is going to be doing the Disneyland thing with the kids while she's in the conferences. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if we'll peek over there, but I did notice that there's a super cool water park in um, at the hotel, oh, and that hey. seems fun. There you go. That's something, at least. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So we'll see what happens. So six years. You're going on six years of exit now. Yes. Been in a, a licensed agent since 2007. Um, started out as a personal and business assistant licensed uh, assistant okay. uh, with Cy Richards of the Ranch Brokers in 2007, right? And uh, um, he was just an awesome mentor, um, business owner, uh, very similar to Max. A lot of, gotcha, yeah. a lot of hands and a lot of different things. And um, had businesses in Jackson Hole and uh, a couple things here. And um, he was actually licensed in um, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado. And when he first started, New Mexico. Wow. And so, and did big ranch and recreational properties. Then he dropped New Mexico, but he still had Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana. Um, So we've, I actually set itineraries for him starting in Colorado, up through Wyoming, into Montana, down to the Bitterroot. And, um. You know, and we weren't electronically signing then either, come to think of it. Like, we were still doing fax, and, yeah, and uh, that's a a lot different. Um, I think it's kind of cool to learn from that perspective of paperwork and the folder and just all of that and not the, you know, so much the electronic. But back then, we had two MLSs, um, the Bitterroot and Missoula. That's right, yeah. And then... He stated back then that we should really have one MLS for the entire state because 
of our population base. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of funny that after all these years, we've kind of gone to at least a regional. And I think people are actually thinking about, uh, you know, a statewide. Yeah. But I don't know if that'll come to to fruition. But I've seen a lot of integration lately since we switched the new system. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of well, and that was the reason they wanted to switch to Matrix, that program, was to, um, I think, in the future or have the ability yeah. for us to all be on one and maybe in the future for it to combine itself. But I don't know that for sure. So, but um, all those years. And then, unfortunately, he um, passed away. And um, But prior to him passing, he had, um, what do, he joined like a partnership, became business partners okay. with... Um, a gentleman that worked over in Livingston, because we used to go all the way to Livingston to um, the Yellowstone River. We, I've showed beautiful homes over there in Livingston, oh, that, yeah. Bozeman, all the way up to Whitefish. So we were all over the place. And um, um, he joined forces with Dave Veers and Associates right before he passed. And so I was here by myself in the Bitterroot or Western Montana, if you will, and I just did not have any guidance, any support. Um, it was really tough. And I did that for about a year. And that was right after the market crashed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was a super tough time. Um, I ended up thinking I could do three shifts in the ICU a week um, and working real estate. And my husband was a contractor and worked night stocking at Super One. I mean, we just did whatever we had to do to make it through those times. But... Um, after a year, I, I kind of thought, well, um, I need more, I need more, um, support, more people. And I thought, wow, well, Prudential Montana down here was owned by Jan King. And I had worked with Jan King and Kathy Butts and, oh, yeah. um, all the agents, Sharon Dedman, just all of the old timers that were over there, not old timers, <laughs> seasoned agents, <laughs> Um, that were over there and I thought, well, what a perfect place to be because I know them all. Yeah. And I was there and I didn't quite get that feeling of, um, a team or working together or a part of something. Mm -hmm. I was still feeling on my own and I was really surprised that, um, everybody kind of still did their own thing and you did what you did and, there was not any, you know, there wasn't a, much of working together, helping each other out. <clears throat> and then they um, were purchased by Berkshire Hathaway. And uh, I was there for that transition, uh, which was really hard. But it was exciting, something new, and yeah. thought I'd give it a shot. And um, it wasn't much longer. I think I was there maybe a year. Um, I was actually under Kathy Butts. She was... Uh, the managing broker for the office at that time. Oh, wow. And um, I met Max, and, you know, he is just uh, quite the force. And (laughs) (laughs) I I just, you know, his enthusiasm, his positive outlook, and um, it just kind of had me, uh, you know, very curious and very excited to be a part of something bigger and different nice. and so it's been quite a journey and um it's been awesome good so. right on quite yeah it, 
big adventure for sure. Yeah. And moving forward, just kind of uh, managing everyone. Um, it's just super exciting, too. Yeah, the next step. Yeah, yeah. next step. And, uh, you know, it's so cute. The I mean, I could tell so many stories, you know, from over the years. And um, you get a new agent and, you know, this is also brand new to them. And it's just great to be able to take that those years of experience and wisdom and just, you know, guide them for sure. Right on. Help them out. Very <laughs> exciting. So how does a... Uh, how does a Texan like yourself end up in the Bitterroot Valley? Oh, well, that's a whole story up on itself. Oh, please tell. <laughs> so we're, we're all curious. Okay, so I uh, have a degree from University of uh, Texas, Austin, in radio, television, and film. Oh, hey. And I worked in the film industry in Texas. And not too long after um, graduating and working, I went to L.A., I did the L.A. thing, yep. worked on film, television, supervising a manager for a, um, a trailer company, um, you know, had the big office on the, in the CNN building, which is right on Sunset at the top, looking at the Hollywood sign. Oh, classy. Yeah, it was fun. No, not classy. <laughs> Have you ever been to Hollywood Boulevard? I actually, no, I've, I've been. <laughs> or Sunset Boulevard. It's I actually haven't. kind of I've, scary. I visited L.A. a couple times, but I've only ever been to kind of the suburb area where my cousin lived and never really made it yeah to, never made I it to the Hollywood. i think it's kind of a letdown a lot of times um it, it's just kind of uh or old and dirty and it doesn't really have yeah. that hollywood glam feeling um but uh it was certainly fun certainly fun and um uh then i went back on the road on a film but uh i went to uh some sort of a team pinning, I think, event. It was a thing everybody did on Thursday nights. And uh, then they would go to the, you know, country and western bar. And uh, I met some guy, and I thought he was kind of really good looking, but I thought he was a jerk. And I was like, wow. Well, I ended up <laughs> marrying him. And, Always happens that way. Right. Huh? And so. Um, once we decided that um, we were kind of starting a family, and I worked at um, a place called uh, Hollywood Rental, and essentially all your grip and lighting equipment, yeah. trucks, all of that, um, and then another place called the LPS, which is all the automated lighting. Okay. Um, and it was really kind of cool. Now I'm married, um, have a baby, and I still was in the industry and working kind of nine to five, mm -hmm. and it was right close to home, so it worked out great. Um, but we, <laughs> when we got married, he, the plan was to get married in California and then, um, we were going to move back to Texas. Well, then he later informs me he's not going to Texas. Oh, it's flat, it's hot and it's humid and there's too many people. And so I thought, well, wow, now what do I do? <laughs> and so I was on a film, and um, and I just, this Montana, like, kind of came out, and he talked about Montana, and his cousin was a GM for the Montana Club and lived up here. Okay. And he had been up this way, loved it, and um, we start talking, and all of a sudden, he's tired of the traffic, he's tired of uh, what's happening in the neighborhood, um, 
just a lot of things just not, you know, uh, not conducive to raising kids, too. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, well, heck, you know, we're not going to go to Texas, so why don't we go to Montana? <laughs> Are you ready for a bigger house? Downsizing? Need to be closer to family or work? Whatever the reason, when it's time to move, it's time to find a realtor. Exit Realty Bitterroot Valley is a full-service brokerage that prides itself in being a true advocate for their clients, whether they are buying or selling. To learn more about the services we offer, simply text HUSTLIN to 85377. That's H-U-S-T-L-I-N to 85377. And it was funny because when we kind of first started talking about it, I was like, we should just go up there and, you know, buy some land. And he's like, we can't afford an extra two to $300 a month. And you're looking back, like you go, oh, my gosh, should have, could have, would have. If only, right? Yeah, yeah. should have, could have, would have. But um, so we finally, um, it, everything just started falling into place. Um, and back to the film commission, they had sent me these killer sepia tone pictures of the mountains with the cowboys, you know, kind of oh, cool. riding. Yeah. And, um, they're in my house right now. And I had, you know, and I was thinking, God, that's a cool, that's a cool place. That would be cool. And um, I've got a one-year-old and a four-year-old at that point. Well, somebody said, hey, you know, if you guys ever want to sell your house, um, our friends want, want to, probably want to buy it. And so then everything just started clicking. So I pulled, I got a realtor to come out Um they gave me what they thought, you know, was a good price, an evaluation of the price. And I started looking to, into it myself. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, here's a price. And they said, okay. So now I'm selling my own house, looking on the internet, which the internet, I feel like, what was that, five, uh, 2003? Wasn't what it is today. The you early know? days, yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, ironically, we were looking at properties, and I remember seeing this one picture of this little ho- historic town called Stevensville. Oh. And I just can still remember the visual. And I was like, what a awesome little town. What, how adorable. I just love that little town. Anyway, so they're buying the house. We're selling. We're downsizing. Um, my mom and me and the two little ones jump in my car and we take off. The husband stays behind loading the semi and his truck and trailer. And it was so, f- and we just, ha- I had never been here and <laughs> never be, been here. You'd never even visited Montana never before. Never even though. visited. See, that just attests to how amazing this place is. Right? I know. Like, yeah. So, yeah, people thought I was insane. We didn't have jobs. I had not been here. Love we, it. We found a house. We Well, we had found a realtor, um, Vicki Hansel, who still works as a realtor in Missoula. Um, and she found us a rental in Florence that would rent to us month by month and had a huge shop that we could put stuff in. Perfect. So we didn't really even unpack. We were living, we were eating off plastic, you know, the 
the outside plastic lawn furniture, you know, the oh, table yeah. and yep. chairs. Um in the living in the dining yep. room. <laughs> and we didn't we everything was organized, you know, and labeled in the shop and anyway, it was just it was crazy, but yeah, sight unseen, sight unseen and then um I actually pulled into Butte and we stayed the night and we were going to finish the next day. And I came down to the car to load um, some of the kids' stuff or whatever. And I look up across the parking lot, and here's a black Carhartt with a black felt hat walking across the parking lot. And we had lost cell service to each other. And the last thing I had told him was, I'm in Butte. Yeah. And here he came. Walk, he found me that morning. He landed. He drove straight through. Wow. And so he he was walking across the parking lot, and it was just like, I'll never forget it. It was so <laughs> magical. I'm like, he found us. He made it. We made it. We're getting close. And uh, I told him happy um, sixth anniversary, and he said it's actually our fifth year anniversary. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it was funny. Um, but, yeah, we, we just um, we took a little time. Uh, you know, getting situated. My husband ended up getting his um, contractor's license. Mm -hmm. I immediately wanted to be a realtor, but what was I going to do for money? And so I immediately started working at ABC and Fox um, in their traffic department and then immediately climbed very quickly. Within six months, I was in sales department. Oh, okay. So I was selling advertising for ABC and Fox with the application for my real my realtor's license on my desk at home. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that you throw things out to the universe and it will, it, it comes to fruition. Like, um, it was literally, I, I worked at ABC and Fox, uh, for a while. And then my dad had a stroke back in Texas. I left and I went, um, to take care of him and mom and move them up here with me and um, I got a call in Houston, and it said, we're opening a new radio station in the Bitterroot, and we want you to sell it. Great. And so I was pretty much hired. I was supposed to meet them when I got back, and I was supposed to start on uh, Monday, let's say, and on Tuesday prior, my friend says, hey, my um, – brother-in-law is a ranch broker and he's moving up here from jackson hole oh, to hey. start his brokerage up here and he needs an assistant and i thought about it or she she was telling me how she thought about it but and i said wait i have been trying to get my real estate license yeah. wanting to but how to do it and get paid at the same time she goes oh my gosh i totally forgot that and she goes, but he deals with really high-end clients. I said, I used to work with movie stars. She goes, that's right. I forgot. You'd be perfect. We met on Wednesday at the Montana Club on North Reserve, hired me on the spot. Nice. I left there, and I had to go over to the radio station and tell them, I'm sorry, I won't be starting on Monday. And, uh, yeah, and then I, I ended up getting my license and never looked back. But Right on. Yeah. It's funny how that works, right? Like, well, I have a I have a similar story with how I got started too. Like, I just kind of saw on a whim, 
you know, oh, it only costs this much to get your real estate license, just the license itself, not like all the other fees that come along with it. That's a totally different story, but that was, um, that was something different. But just like, oh, it only costs like, you know, you need 60 hours of education and a couple hundred bucks for the, the application and the fee and everything to get your license. I was like, huh. Maybe this might be a good, a good idea because I was I, I came back to the Bitterroot to help my family with their flipping business and was thinking, well... Where'd you go? I was living in Germany at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. So did you grow up here? I did, yeah. Where were you born? I was born in Coeur d'Alene. Oh. And um, my... But my... My dad, my grandfather, my great-grandfather were all born in Missoula. Oh, my, um, I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. I, if I if I had been born in Montana, I would be ninth generation. Oh, wow. That's cool. So lots, lots of family history here. Um, and uh, both on my, my on, mostly from my dad's side, or pretty much all from my dad's side, from my grandfather... And his family um, in the Swan Valley. Oh, okay. So his his my great grandfather used to plow the the road from Sealy Lake to Clearwater Junction. Oh my in the gosh! Thirties on yeah. horses with a horse drawn oh, plow and all that. Gosh. And um, my my grandmother's side of the family has a long history of uh, we can trace our roots back to the a an individual who was a relation of one of the owners of the Hudson's Bay Company oh. who came out here on an adventure when he was like 15, 16 years old and uh, fell in with the Blackfeet Indians and, and stayed. Wow. And uh, Such cool history. So long, that's awesome. Yeah, long, long history of being here in Montana. And uh, I think that's where my sister and I also get our sense of adventure from because we mm. both left shortly after... Uh, after high school, because I, I actually had intentions to go into the film industry myself. When mm. I, I was really involved in theater here, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, and um, went to Montana State University for a year uh, doing their film program, mm. and then realized that well, the track this was this would put me on the only real way to be successful in this would be having to move to los angeles and mm-hmm. i was like i don't really want to do that and so <laughs> oh that is so funny so then i ended up uh you know taking some time off and then uh found my way into culinary school and traveled around the u.s oh, cooking wow. different places are you a good cook I like to think so. Okay. I do right. I do a pretty good job. Okay. I do a pretty good job. It was a big part of my career for a long time. And, nice. Or it was my career for a long time, working in restaurants. And also, um, I worked at a chocolate factory in San Francisco for a few Ooh. years. And then um, kind of had what I call like a quarter-life crisis when I was 25. And okay. didn't want to work in a... I, I didn't want to work in... in I don't want to work. I don't want to work. <laughs> Well, that was kind of it too. Sounds like my kids. Because I, I didn't want to work. Well, I didn't. I was living. Uh, so I was living in San Francisco at the time, and it was just becoming. A, you know, I got tired of living in the city and the commute, and you know, I was forty-five minutes each way on a bus to get to the office that I was working in, mm-hmm. and then it ended up that that company was going to move, and so I mean, I would have to move too. Otherwise, I'd be on you know a two-hour commute mm. each way. Um, because there was no way I was buying a car when I was living in San Francisco, because then I'd have to spend four hours looking for parking. Uh, so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to pack up all my stuff, move back to Montana, and then uh, went to Europe for a year. And then I just 
kind of worked to save up money at that point to go travel again and um and then back in 2017 i kind of ended up staying in in europe eastern europe and germany for well i got a job in germany eventually and was there for three years huh. before i came back here what were you doing there I uh, I started out doing construction work for a friend of mine, so just doing renovations and and that kind of stuff. And working on his his little farm there, and then uh, it was by a fluke actually that I got the visa mm. because there was a newer individual handling uh, my my case, hmm. and she somehow accidentally approved my visa. Uh, even though I was because I, I was supposed to be a full time employee mm. to get a visa but I was only part-time at oh. this place and what we agreed, uh, but I still got it. And so I went to reapply to get an extension for another six months. And like, yeah, um, you can, we can give it to you, but you have to find a full-time job. And this is one of those moments where things just all kind of fell into place where yeah. um, I had been living. So the, I, I f- first came to this area um, and made a lot of these friends when I was working on a farm uh, who I became really good friends with, their the whole family, and um, and so I I found a job at a restaurant who were friends of the family in this area, and then I ended up moving back to the farm as well, which was kind of a little dream of mine in that yeah because you know, it was such an idyllic little place and right uh, it was you know I just always wanted to get back there and you know find a way to stay for a little longer. And yeah, so I got this job at a restaurant in, in the town and then was living on the farm again and ended up staying at that. I, I had planned on staying a little bit longer, but then, you know, the whole world fell apart with COVID and that kind of stuff. And it kind of puts, you know, it was like, I haven't been home in two years and I don't want to go back just for two weeks. You know, if I'm going to go back, I want to go hang out for a little while. And so I I quit my job, basically left, you know, left my life in Germany to come back here uh, for the summer to help my family and then uh, went there flipping stuff. And then that was one when I saw the the little ad for uh, getting the license and, and that kind of thing. And then it snowballed into this whole ordeal. And, right. and now I've like just... Isn't it funny how things really, they really do have a way of... Here, just push this a little closer. Oh, sorry, because I sat back. Yeah, yeah. You just uh, want to keep it close so we can, <laughs> so we can hear. That things really do have a way of, of just working out the way they're supposed to. And when I go back to that transition of selling my house, and it was just one thing on top of the other that just kept falling into place. Yeah, right. And there was no hurdles, no, you know, and it was just, it, was just clearly meant to be. Yeah. And again, like you, th- you, everybody was like, what? You don't have jobs. You don't, you've never been there. What are you thinking? And I was like, my whole body says, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And you yeah. just follow that. Yeah. You know, I didn't oh, I think about it. What, what if this and what if I didn't, there was none of that. It was just following your soul. And, uh, and it usually works out. Yeah. Right. I mean, if it feels, it can be scary for sure. I'm exciting though, but exciting at the same time. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of great experiences. <laughs> I mean, it honestly, some of the, you know, I've I've done a fair amount of traveling and been to a lot of different places, uh, you know, around the world, and they come with their own challenges. Mm-hmm. But 
come, I, I always say that coming back here and, and, you know, kind of trying to build a career and something stable uh, in my hometown has been personally one of the more challenging, I think one actually one of the most challenging things I, I've ever done in my life because I'm, I'm faced with, you know, I, I grew up here and so I know this place really well, but it's also changed quite a bit. And also just the commitment that I made to myself of I'm going to do this and I'm going to follow through with it um, has been supremely challenging, but also like in a good way though, where mm-hmm. it's, it's really like, you know, I, it's testing my metal and it's also like showing me that I am, that I am capable of, of doing something when I put my mind to it. And oh yeah. Way more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Way more than you probably thought. Yeah. And then, yeah, just when, when you want something and you, you set goals and you, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, I, I definitely miss a lot of things about, uh, you know, the freedom I had when I was just traveling and not having to worry too much about like, building a career or building a business and, and this sort of Adulting. thing. Adulting. Yeah, being an adult, basically. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I was avoiding it for 30 years of my life, but 30, 33 years of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to hear my kids, 21 and 24, and, you know, God, I wish I was retired. I was like, are you kidding me? You haven't done anything. They, they, it's just such a difference of generation. Well, and, I, yeah, I... I I don't know what I would do if I was retired. That's the thing. I, I'd just exactly. be bored. Like, it seems boring to me. Yeah. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, finding something that excites them and that makes them want to thrive. Yeah. That's the key. Um, that that I can speak to definitely because that was a lot of things. where You got to look have something to look forward to. Yes. And something to love. You really do. I mean... If it's a dog, if it's a person, if it's uh, your job, if it's anything, you just, I mean, that's what wakes you up in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah so. you got to have that drive. And, yeah. Or you got to have something that drives you. Correct. Also, and not, I mean, yeah, there is, there are people that have an incredible drive to go do something, create something, or work harder than the next person. And, uh, I mean, I'm... I know, I know tons of people that are that way, but it also requires that thing they're doing to drive them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to find that thing that you love doing mm-hmm. or at least that you like doing enough that you're willing to give your time. Doing right. it. And that's always been, that's why I, I had not, you know, I, I went to culinary school and I was, I love, you know, I love cooking and I love preparing food. It's one of those aspects of you know giving you know it's it's creating something for someone else Mm -hmm. in that sense and it's a very you know there's a lot of care given to it at least from from my experience and my my approach to it was you know i want to make a good meal that's healthy and it tastes great and the people love it and want to you know just want to eat more of it um but the industry itself was never something that drove me. Right. Like I, it's a lot of fun working in restaurants. Um, you know, it's a group of misfits and there's a lot of, 
lots of jokes and lots of you know this but a lot of hard work as well mm-hmm. and it's demanding and it can you know can be really take its it can really take its toll on your body after right. a period of time and you know i just got so tired of cleaning kitchens and right. doing this whole thing and working till you know midnight and all the time and uh i didn't love the industry enough to give it the time that it required for me to be on at the top of the game basically right so i wasn't willing to sacrifice my time as much as other people were in the same industry and gotcha and i could feel that and as much as i enjoyed cooking i knew at a like point paying your dues kind of thing yeah and i was like there's a point where i was just like i don't see myself doing this the rest of my life not even if i do progress to that stage of you know like running a restaurant and and this kind of thing it's like i don't love it enough to it doesn't drive me right the 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 entire aspect of the business doesn't drive me and so then it became then i have a kind of like a existential crisis in a way it's like what, what am i doing with my life then yeah um and so that was a few years of trying to figure out and i think that it's funny because a lot of people think that um money is that drive and it's not it's really not no it's really not and and i you know as a as a parent you always say you know do something you love and the money will come and or you might not need that much money you know uh just be happy and fulfill your soul and um and it's really funny that going back to exit realty from the corporate level um it's a heart for people and and a mind for business. And that is, I think, me and my little bubble <laughs> and not listening to the outside world or the conspiracy theories or how awful things are. But within my bubble, everything is good. Everything is positive. Um, I am rewarded daily by the love of these people. Like, and just... Um, making good things happen and you know that's pretty that's a pretty strong force that drives that drives me yeah absolutely and it's about people yeah oh I can tell that it's you know despite what's happening in the world you're you're one of the more positive people that I see on a a regular (laughs) basis I mean it's always just like rays of sunshine every time Kim comes into the office yeah, that's a lot of caffeine, too. No, yeah, You know, it helps. <laughs> Today, it's vitamins. Yeehaw. Did, did all my vitamins, too. There you go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And I, you know, I love, I do love that, um, that saying, a, a heart for people and a mind for business, because I feel like that's really what Exit is and really who I am. Yeah. Really. Um, so it's, a, it's an awesome fit. And, uh, and I feel like likeness attracts. And so sure. you just naturally attract that, you know, those types of folks. So it's very cool. Right on. Well, I think that's a good spot to, to end it right there. Uh, we got our little uh, brown bag lunch thing coming We do. We're going to learn so. about our killer uh, exit app, I think, from yeah, our from new engagement leader. Kelly Lutz. I'm so excited. She's amazing. She is. I'm excited to see what she has to present. Yeah. So. 
Well, Kim, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I'm, it. I'm glad we finally found the time to, I am too. to get in here and do this <laughs> thing. And uh, yeah, hope that we can we can do it again before too long. Okay. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye.